Hello, welcome to Comagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim Santo. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, I like that. Try you have to I'm sell it. DeSanto. There you go. That was well done. And I'm Katie. Love it. Love it. Uh, today we are looking at an Amazon original film, The Big Sick. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking this episode? I'm finishing off um, a bottle of Buffalo Trace, which is an amazing bourbon at a very reasonable price. This is the way. My Mando glass. Yes, your Mandalorian glass. Love it. Jim made me a new version of the Belvedere mm-hmm. for the big sick oh, um, okay. in his new toy, which is a fan, very fancy beverage shaker. Cocktail shaker. A little cocktail, cocktail shaker. shaker. So we're calling this Shook 2020. Shook, not stirred. <laughs> Shook, I love it. I love it. I am drinking Forge Park West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. Um which is from 67 degree brewery in Franklin, Massachusetts. Mm, I actually train. saw the Craig Goldberg music experience performing at this brewery last week. Well, isn't full, that lovely? The full Craig Goldberg that feels full, like a normal experience, a normal event. Yeah. How about it? Except like he had to play indoors and people had to sit outdoors yeah. And yeah. you had to order food to be able to yeah, it's the same here. get mm-hmm. things. But hey, I, you got to take what you can get right now in true. the pandemic world. I heard at Parks on Tap, because you have to get food with every beverage per- purchase. They've got a two for one hard boiled egg situation. I was like, Ooh. I can eat a lot of eggs. Oh, God. <laughs> you want to eat a hard boiled egg as you. I just gag. Yikes. That with every is, beverage. Uh, I can eat a, a hard boiled egg. <laughs> I'm not sure. I got to be honest. I'm not sure I'm into that one. I'm feeling about I'm that. Um, so this uh, week we are discussing a fantastic film, The Big Sick. But let's do a quick fact check from last week. Uh, Keenan Laird's ego is still bruised somewhere, ro- roaming the yeah, streets of yeah. uh, Upper Darby, trying to figure out what went wrong with Buckaroo Bonds. Or maybe he's walking in like uh, a ravine. With a bunch of his friends. I don't know. I feel like this is a normal experience for, for, for Keenan, Keenan of him loving something and people mocking him for his love of it. Um, I think he's used so to we, it. So we talked Buckaroo Banzai last week. I just want to do a quick, quick fact check because Katie, one of the movies you brought up has just become available on HBO Max. Ooh. Weird Science. Oh, that's exciting. When so two high school boys try to create a woman. Yes. With. So, to have sex with. Pseudoscience. Yes. Yeah. That's, I mean, it still works. I yeah, haven't so watched it. Could definitely would be made would today. To. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely definitely mm-hmm. made today. Um, all the commagers were on vacation over the last few days. How was your summer pandemic vacation? I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Jim We saw a bear. We did see a bear. Ooh. We like did, for like real, real, like bear. out not like at a zoo, not like a zoo. just walking mm-hmm. near okay. us. Yeah. Um, How was that? It was fun. I mean, honestly, it was the thing that our daughter had stated as her desire for the week um, as of the first day of our vacation. And we to were see like, a bear? yeah, you're like, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> our it last happened. night there, <laughs> just walking happened. down the road, just walking towards us while we were outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Run, actually, 
when it was coming towards us, it was more running in that direction. Yeah. Is that a full run? It yeah. was running from a car. A car yeah. like, oh. came around mm-hmm. the corner and it was like, I'm going back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I expected the bears of the Poconos to be small, small black bears. Um, this was not a small black bear. This was a large black bear. And they told us that was probably a cub. And yeah. so. Yikes. Shook. 2020. Yeah. Shook. Bears mm-hmm. are not fun. But. It was actually kind of, it was, it was kind of cool. Um, and the rest of the week was great. So yeah. we went to the Poconos instead of going to our usual Outer Banks getaway with the family. And uh, we rode boats and kayaks and paddle boards. And uh, you never actually put your foot in lake water. I told you, you I was never, not going to do that. Jim never touched the lake. I do not but like lake the water. the kids drank the lake water. They loved it. Um, I consumed lake water once up at Lake Chapman and I had like hallucinations. <laughs> like, I don't know what was in it, yeah. but I was thrown into the lake at one of it makes events me think we of that there. Simpsons when Lisa drinks the water and it's a small world. Yeah. And she's like, it was I, see, really, I am the lizard queen. I could see, I could totally see that happening from this. Lake it was water. like a it midsummer's was, it was quite brown. Yeah. Br- situation. It was, brown lake water. was there, was there like um, rotting meat on the table that was pulsating? Yes. Well, I, th- I remember it very psychedelic. Midsummer. Lots but of it, colors. It was lovely. We, I, we had a great week. Excellent. Yeah. And we were at Cape Cod for a few days. That? We did not, we did not see any sharks. Okay. Very good. Uh, very good. I, I spent over an hour at the beach. Wow. Amongst the sand. Uh, on, they, they, have on a coarser, the they have a coarser variety sand, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes, I was on, I was on, on the sand. Yes. In I was, sneakers or in bare feet? No, bare feet. Wow. I was, so, you know, it's, I was trying to slowly work myself. Building up your tolerance. Is the New yes. England like coarser sand? Is that worse or better than for your sand phobia? I, I just don't want to be near sand in any mm. form usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I was able to just kind of sit there mm-hmm. and not have people okay. All right. throw sand on. Meanwhile, my son Jack proceeds to run into the ocean, swim, and then just come back and just fall on the ground. Like you see in mm-hmm. movies, you know, people yeah. don't usually do that. Yep. They're like, I need a towel. No, no, he'll just do that. And then he'll have his whole, he'll bury himself. Wow. Yeah. Some, kids, some kids just love he that is a sand. kid. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, that uh, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, vacation. Love yeah, it. vacation. We also had a child get stung by a yellow jacket on like Ooh. the first moment yeah. at the lake. So Yikes. that put a nice little damper on lake life for Yee. a bit. Yeah. So right. vacation. Hey. But hey, you got out of the house. We got out of the house. That's huge. Uh-huh. Um, just a reminder, my hosting of the Kyle Mills book event will be September 18th Yay. at 7 p.m. for those Yay. interested. I don't know if you know that book says Vince Flynn. I know. We, we've we've gone over that. Dude, can you read? <laughs> it says by Kyle. A mistrap novel. A little bit, gotcha. That yes, is a little bit he, deceiving. And yeah. you should be nice. The man is a number one New York Times bestseller mm-hmm. and has followed us on all our social media platforms. <gasps> oh, thank you, Vince so, Flynn. No, that's so. not his name. Kyle, Kyle Mills. Mills. God damn it. Jim. Mitch Rapp. Uh, who is who <laughs> and why is why? Uh, maybe you should read one of the books <laughs> for September 18th. You maybe. could read Thank the book. Thank you, and then Kyle. Yeah, and I can join us. this event and heckle you, right? 
uh, I will mute you because okay. I have. Well, let's over talk about heckling. Uh, let's talk oh, about hecklers. Heckling. What a segue! Hecklers. Time for the See rundown. What I did there? That's nice. Perfect segue. This is the rundown with Edie Bryant. Kamal is a Pakistani American with a few problems. Number one, his parents want him to be a lawyer. He wants to be a stand-up comedian. Number two, his parents want him to be a devout Muslim. He does not believe in God. Number three, his parents want him to marry a Pakistani girl through arranged marriage. Kamal wants to fall in love without their help. When he meets Emily, he doesn't expect that she'll be the person that motivates him to be honest with his parents. He also doesn't expect that he'll end up really falling for her while she's in a coma. But love's funny like that. That's it. Love it. Yep. Love it. That was great. Uh, 80 Mike. Bryant. 80. Not Edie. Not Edie. Edie yeah. Falco. 80 with an A. Yep. Bryant. Well, we should A-D-Y. start. I, lo- I, I like this movie a lot. I yes. thought it was good, not great. Yes. But. I will say right off the bat, I thought Bo Burnham and A.D. Bryant were the best parts. Hilarious. Not the best yes. parts, the second best parts. They were pretty amazing. Yeah. Now I love them. So this film is based on Camille Najani's real life. Yep. yep. He and his wife wrote it. Yep. Um, what I didn't do any research on was Bo Burnham really his friend? Or I don't know. We also meant to look in- that up. Because that wouldn't have been shocking, you know. They, right, these, that they uh, you were know, in Chicago we, we, at the same time. Well, we, I mean, we had talked about that when we did, like, the Caddyshack episode, yep. right? You know, a lot of these comedians, especially in Chicago, yep. it was a, a ground where then they would go to New York. So I wasn't sure if that what, what that piece was. Uh, but right off the bat, this is, uh, is, a, is a very enjoyable movie. Yes. I think Jim's core analysis of it, I think we'll all agree on, is correct. This is a very good, not great movie. Yes. Though, I would say I think there are portions of it that are fantastic. Agreed. That I think we could Agreed. get into as we break it down. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about our, our, our general impressions from the beginning here what mm-hmm. have we heard about this movie before um and and what was the expectation going into it because I, I it actually um i was expecting something slightly different than it was and that's not a bad thing mm. actually i knew absolutely nothing about this movie except that i had heard people recommend it and uh, that was all i knew until i talked to a mutual friend of ours who includes it in her course curriculum as one of the uh, like a nonfiction, you know, memoir mm-hmm. style film. Um, okay. And so she is the one who told me that this was Kamal's real story, uh, which blew my mind. And then I got really excited, like, you know, more, more, more so than I already was. Just yeah, to answer I, uh, I think it, it was sort of what I thought it would be. Um, yeah, I think my expectations were that it would be a little more inventive. I think there's a lot of stuff in this movie that is just like, oh, uh, you know, I've seen all that before. Um, and instead of like diving into like the more personal, interesting stuff, they kind of just did funny 
slightly funny stuff. Like I, I don't think there were a lot of like real laugh out loud moments, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of funny interactions and things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I was just I I wanted to like this a lot more than I did. I think, um, and not that I didn't like it. It just it didn't it didn't wow me at all. I just it just kind of it was good. It kind of happened. Yeah, and there's really good performances and stuff like that. But I didn't. I didn't get the feeling of like those earlier Judd Apatow kind of style movies where something like 40 year old virgin or um, like even funny people when, when things are like super awkward and personal and heartfelt and incredibly funny at the same time. I think, I think be maybe because this was so like um, that, that like the coma was so serious and stuff, it was, it, they were scared to like really go down yeah. that path pretty far because well, they kept that pretty light. Let but. Brian give us first impressions and then yeah. we can go deeper there. Well, it's interesting because I didn't delve into what her sickness was. I knew that there, I, you know, so I didn't know where they were going with it. I was surprised. I thought it would have been maybe more conventional than it was. I thought it was going to be more of that the two of them together a lot. And, and that's not really the case. There's yeah. a huge middle section here, um, which is, I, I believe true to the story. And, and I was surprised by that. And I enjoyed that. My, I guess, hot take on this movie is I thought the first two thirds of it um, were pretty, pretty darn good in some pieces. There were some of the usual tropes that mm. they throw in in movies, which I'll agree with Jim. I, I didn't find to be overly inventive or anything like that, but there are points in, I think it's because of the performance more than anything, you know, the early third of the movie between their two interactions, which I thought was really interesting and played off well and and did have kind of a, i thought a, a judd apatow production yeah. feel to them and then i also think there was the interaction and dynamics which maybe they did a little too much of between camille and her parents which was which the performances were very good but then i think it kind of teetered into that late 90s early 2000 romantic comedy where they're like how are we going to end this and in that part and I don't know how much of the story is true in terms of, but mm -hmm. it felt like one of those Matthew McConaughey, Kate Hudson romantic comedies <laughs> at the end where I, you know, I'm moving to New York. And and by the way, that could be true. He maybe yeah. did really move to that, New York. That and all part that is stuff. really true. Yeah. But it just had that feel. And this is, and yeah. I, I was thinking a little bit today of in some ways, is this similar to just mercy in the sense that it's so fresh it's so closely tied. He wrote it with his wife. Yeah. Did that not allow them to diverge enough from what really happened to maybe take some chances because they were trying to make it so close to what? Yeah, happened? I totally agree, Brian. I think that that's the struggle with telling a true story and especially telling your own true story, right? Is that you feel even less liberty to take creative license um, because you lived it, I don't, right? Like, I feel like if you're like doing a biopic of Abraham Lincoln, it's probably easier to like, you know, have some fun with some of the stuff we don't really know. 
But when it's your actual life, I, I think it's probably more difficult to blur those lines. I thought it was really clear when there were moments that sung in this film. So uh, to me, the movie or the moments with Kamal, I am so sorry. I feel like I just butcher the man's name. Um, Kamal and his family. I thought those scenes always felt very strong. Um, there was a dynamic there with the parents and his brother uh, that just, it worked. I liked the the parallelism they created with all of those scenes being set in the same sort of room. Like you would always enter into the dining room. So there was this dynamic of the expectation in that space, the relationships around the table. Um, I, I felt like that created a nice rhythm to the movie. Yeah. And then you saw the, you know, the things that were changing around that space. Um, the dynamics between the stand-up comedians, I thought were great. The moments at the club, I thought should have been better. Like, the actual yeah, the stage, stand, the, yeah, the, the actual stage time. Yeah, the stand-up was Not that not it needed great. to be fun. Well, that's it. Like, and part of the story might be that he's not a great stand-up comedian. Right, like, but that part wasn't like it wasn't even the. But that wasn't even alluded to, right? I kind of go where you're going. It, the interesting thing about the stage point to me is like, I did find the performances kind of dull, and I was like, I actually found the Buckaroo Banzai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers stage time doing their band thing as more interesting yeah. than what the stand-up time well, was. It's almost like, did could they have made the choice to almost never show them on stage, which I guess besides the point where he connected with her early, I understand that scene, so, that scene kind of had to be there. I think maybe they well, could have no, done I it think, in a different way. Yeah, I think it's got to be, it's got to be like, um, real it's got to be realistic right and so like in stand-up comedy even if you're up there and you're doing something terrible like we're viewing that performance there as basically as an audience member at that point right so like if it's really funny then like none of the other stuff really works right like they they need to be not great stand-up comedians like they're not great stand-up comedians at this point and if they're up there doing something funny, even if it's really terrible, that's stand like that would be funny. Uh, you know what I mean? Like if they found a way to make something that they were performing in a terrible way be funny to us, they do it, it would most likely be funny to the audience. They as do well. it with two things. Agreed. So to me, the, when you see AD Bryant doing her journal entry right. multiple times, right. Right? right? So you see the repetitiveness of they're doing the same bit, they're doing the same bit, and then her reactions to coming off of the stage and being like, didn't even smile, didn't even look up from his phone, right? right? right. And so you get to have the reaction to like, how, how did the comedian feel about yeah. that set yeah. and the people's reactions? And then, you know, you have their commentary on the guy that just always, does, it's not even just the same bit. It's they like, say Sam. They Sam every single time, right? Yeah. Every, every single time it's the same. Um, and so I think that there is a humor there in seeing the way they evaluate each other and themselves. And I do think you have to see the first meeting with the wife, right? That has to happen. Yeah. But that follow up when they talk at the, at the bar I thought that was an awful scene. 
where he uh like her not her he writes her name and well the urdu yes the pickup line he he writes the girls names in urdu and that's the way that he i guess flirts with them and she calls him out on that. Mm. You know, does this work for you every time? That was great. Well, apparently it does. Because he does it later in it the does. movie and it's it works. still working. But um, him kind of telling her that she's rude for being a heckler. You, I was looking at your face once again. Uh, you totally missed this. That's a so? joke the whole time. Okay, I, but I was trying to... I felt like it was supposed to be, but then I was looking at his <laughs> face... Feeling like he never broke. He never broke. He never. That's why it's he never funny. chuckled. There was never a moment where it was like the joke she was understood over. It. Oh, I don't know. Brian, it felt awful. Please weigh in on that. Like, oh no, that in, was definitely a joke. I had a pit in my stomach. Oh that. yeah, but that was him. She I made an audible point, noise, yes. which is why I looked over and I'm like, I she said, does not get this at all. No, I really thought that he was being serious. But so at that point in, at that point in the story, he hasn't been established. In terms of his personality, enough for you to know whether he's rolling into that conversation being serious or not. Like, you haven't seen him use, no. like, dry sarcasm. Us two and the other character in the movie got it. <laughs> so, so maybe that should have been enough. Fine. Fine. We'll brush it off as Katie didn't get it. It's fine. I'm, uh, um, yeah, go ahead, Brian. I, I was just going to say, I, I like the. I think there are flaws at the beginning of that. Um, and, I, but I think the characters themselves are likable enough to maybe overcome some of the shortcomings, because if you do think about that scene, it's not great. I, I don't know if that's what their real relationship was like, like it happened that fast and it was that quirky but it was quirky and i found it entertaining and i just thought the performances were good enough to overlook some of those aspects mm -hmm. um you know what's interesting is that i believe this film was nominated for an oscar for best screenplay it was um yeah and i thought the screenplay is certainly good it's interesting but i'm more impressed by the performances i don't I think the, di the direction per se is pretty straightforward i don't feel like there's anything yeah amazing going on with that but no i, and I, I felt, I felt like the writing could have been better I, so i mean even just flipping those first two scenes to me if you started with his family first i think it builds him up in a different way because you see yeah. that natural interaction and his natural sense of humor with his family, like the the bit every time of mom bringing in a new Pakistani woman and him saying she, she just dropped by. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's going to say she just dropped by. And then, you know, every time it's like now this time with her parents and they were also in the neighborhood and they just dropped by. That's funny every single time to me. Start there. And that that creates so much of a foundation for who he is and what he's dealing with and then roll us into his stand-up world and like who he wants to be, you know, wh where he wants to be. I, I think mean, it would have played differently. I, I it, it would have, but I think it, you would watch it the other way and kind of say the same thing. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, you can do, you can do, you can do both, right? It, it's funny to see someone who's been put upon, then go into a more elevated self 
knowing themselves situation, right? Um, self-actualized. What am I looking for? What word? Self-realized. Self-realized. Yeah. Or the reverse. And I think for this, you want the feeling of the, whatever one you do second is the feeling that carries a little more for the first half of the film. So I think that's why mm. the parents situation happens. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we can argue about it. I just think you don't need to. I just think that you get a better sense for who he is. I think his scenes with his family establish him as a character faster than his his scenes where he's doing stand up. But they're but at the end of both of them we're at the same place. Yes, you're right. But the order that you see those changes the way that you view the character. Maybe. You could see that. You know, I found interesting here is, and maybe this is all, you know, I I don't want to say Judd Apatow movie because I know he produced it, but he didn't write it. So I think there is a a differentiation we probably have to have between, you know, something he would have written like the 40 year old virgin or one of these versus this piece. Cause I don't know how heavily involved he was in this process, but I think one of the things with this movie at times is there's a lot going on here um, for better or worse. You have that. And I, and I don't know how long it was written and edited down and stuff like that, but you almost have a lot of different movies happening at the same time. And I'm wondering the order they were put, like we're talking here, like you have his role as a stand-up comedian and that almost feels like it, it could have been its whole old movie. Right. Then you just have his relationship with his girlfriend but then you have his relationship with his family but then you have this intricate little segment where it's solely a movie of his relationship with his you know ex-girlfriend's parents there's a lot going on in a film that's not an overly large film And it's like, how do you do service to all of these stories? And one of the things I did feel, and maybe it's why we get to the, why I said, I thought there's some really great stuff in the first two thirds of the film. But when you reflect upon it a little bit longer, it it could be this delicate balancing act of, you know, was it laid out in the correct chronological order you know because it felt at times like there was a lot of things being serviced oh we have to get back to the stand-up now oh now we got to get back to the parent storyline oh shit this is a love story and we've had this person in a coma for a really long time at some point we have to get her back into the storyline without feeling like it's just a tack on to the end of the movie um, which I, that's one of my problems with the final third here. I feel like they waited so long to bring her back. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple scenes at the end. And if they don't deliver, really deliver an emotional punch. Yeah. Then it all kind of falls flat. Yeah. And that, I feel like that part could have moved faster while still giving a sense of the time. I wouldn't cut any of the the pieces with Ray Romano and Holly Hunter. Who no, play I love that. Emily's would parents. you, they would were you think about extending that? Like That's one of my things. I like I almost thought in this movie, it's like that, that relationship yeah. could have been even, I think played out even longer as a film of a really interesting film. Like I fell in love with this girl. She, you know, we broke <sighs> apart because of this. And that's maybe a movie in itself. And at points, it's like, 
So here's my honest know. take, which I recognize is problematic. All of the parts that involve his actual job as a stand-up comedian are the low points of the film. Everything involving the families, his brother, his relationship with his brother, his relationship with his parents, and then his relationship with Emily's parents. Those are, are great. so much better than all of the pieces about his well, it's one really, man show it's, and his comedy. It's really just the moments there that you see people performing. Yeah. Because I think the interactions with the comics is pretty good. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, because I think Bo Burnham has the best line in the whole movie where the guy is telling that joke. He says, oh yeah, yeah, what if instead of that though, you just quit comedy because you're <laughs> awful? <laughs> Yeah, no, great. but that, but great. that's what I mean. Like the stand up, like that. But that to me is almost like its own separate movie. Like if you want to yeah. delve into like what the backstage life is and all that, I get it. That that's in itself cool. And the again, the performances by everybody in those sequences were really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. But it's just like. I feel like tonally at points they weren't quite sure like just mercy. When we did that, they just weren't sure what to focus on. Because well, this is a lot really better experience. than just mercy. I'll say no, that no, right off the bat. No, I agree with it. But remember like just mercy, there were all these characters. He was where it, it just wasn't like that laser focused thing. Well, of, we need to tell us that story. You're right, here. Brian, that's the struggle of the, of the true story, right? Is like, yeah, all of those things did actually happen they don't all have to be in the film, right? <laughs> like, no, no, but I don't think, I don't know that that's the problem here. I just don't think that they did them well enough. Okay. Right. Well, like, that's what I mean. What, like, what if seems, it just felt like some of it. It's could not, have been it's not long or dra dragging. No, no, no. I just, I just think it that just, it, there's some things that are maybe underserviced. Yeah, because you can only with a film of, of this length, it didn't feel long or anything like no, that. But I I'm agree. just saying, like, you need to service a story here. I, and it's like yeah. you have a lot of interesting pieces, but there's some pieces that you could have maybe mined a little bit more and yeah. it would just been a tighter story. I agree with Brian. I don't I don't think you see enough of their of Emily and Camille's like actual dynamic together right like prior you get these, to them breaking you up. get these little bits and pieces you get snapshots that's, that's what you mean though right prior, prior to, to them, them breaking, breaking up, up. Yes. um you know to, so that development of you know who they are together that feels really important if the fact that this woman ends up in a coma mm -hmm. is going to be the thing that makes him realize that he loves her and you know doesn't want a life without her I feel like you have to see a little bit more than like that. They watch bad movies together. Right. Right. And you know, and she's afraid to poop in front of and him. she's afraid to poop. In that's front an amazing of yeah, scene. That's a great yes. scene. That's a great scene. Why are you being so weird? Girls like to get coffee in the middle of the night. Yeah. But there's still, so there you get these little illusions of him. Obviously he's still holding back. He's still thinking he's not going to pursue a long-term relationship with this woman. You see that. As part of the story, you know, the, his right. two day rule where he if he hangs out with her for two days, he can't hang out with her for the third. So there's these these little bits and pieces of their story and why their relationship hasn't gotten, you know, I guess to the, you know, the most serious place. But I still think you could have had a little bit more of the dynamic between them 
so that you as the viewer get that feeling of, yeah. no, they're great together, yeah. right? Like they they should be together. Well, because our, th let's be honest here. There is a, 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 a Judd Apatow-esque quirky relationship, right? Right. You know, here we have this quirky relationship and you see it and it's almost in a montage fragmented sense. And obviously they're into each other, but they're playing it down. But it's a big difference then to then break up, you know, and the selling point of his interaction with his family is he's he's not going to be with any of these women. Right. That are being brought to him. So for him to then be with an American woman to challenge what that would mean in his culture and all of these things, you have to 100 percent believe yeah. that these two would ultimately be unequivocally in love. Yeah. And did I mean, was us I, and I'm wondering if like we were. I bought that more because I knew it was based on a real well, story. Did they do enough in the interactions I, of those two characters to believe that he would be willing to sacrifice potentially his whole family and all that type of stuff yes. to be with her? Yeah, because I don't think it's just a, two things. One, I don't think you need to believe that they'd be in love for that to happen because there's so much more to that decision than just her, right? It's also about the comedy. It's also about the other women that his mom's bringing home. It's also about him being a lawyer. It's about his relationship with his brother and it, you know, his wife and, and how all of that feels like another stone on the, like that will break the, you know, another straw that will break the camel's back as far as his relationship with, with the expectations his family's placing upon him. Yeah, but ultimately it's her. Right, right. No, it's her, ultimately but you don't it has need to be that relationship. It it does, but you don't need to believe that uh, another thing is you don't need to believe that he would be in actually in love with her. You need to believe that he would feel like he needs to do what he did, which I think is is slightly different. Okay. Right? I, okay. Uh, so I guess the, when he shows up to her, you know, welcome home party mm -hmm. after she's obviously, you know, come come home from the hospital. Parents are at her party. Yeah. He shows up with this like devotion homage bag. devotion bag to her, right? <laughs> here are all of the stickers from all of the days that I visited you in the hospital. And here are the ashes of the Pakistani women's photos that I burned. And there was one more thing. Um, I don't know. There's a third item. Um, oh, the ticket stubs from her parents yeah. coming to oh, a right, stand-up right, right. show. So to me, in his mind, that was, this is proof that I love you. This is, right. this is proof right. of how much I love you. Yeah. And it did feel, I don't know, not unwarranted. But it felt immature, which is. Yes, which yeah, it was. Yeah. And I mean, she basically. But that's says, what I'm saying is that like his character you don't need to believe that he's in that he's actually in love with her. You just need to believe that he thinks he is. Okay. Yeah. 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 I got, I okay, get you. That's I get fair. you. I'll give you yep. that. But should, but what so many things make Does, me get, I didn't, that, that, that part I didn't struggle. I didn't personally struggle with his decision-making at all. 
Well, it's, it wasn't a huge piece to me. I just I just wonder if more could have been invested. Oh, and, Again, and the I other was part, kind of all in on it. The I other was part okay, I forgot like, with that. The other part I didn't mention is his relationship with her parents, which I think is the real like turning point that sits him down in front of. Yeah, I mean the the big like his personal turning point is going to his family with the with the cards because they won't talk to him and blah blah blah. And and it is weird. Like I I think about those moments, and I was thinking about the moment with Emily where he's showing her the devotion bag. There is so much there that either could have been, and and this is where the like I'm not saying they were straddling a line because it's a true story, but they're walking a line of like comedy and and drama, and like I feel what like the movies we mentioned earlier do a good job of like doing both at the same yeah. time and leaning into those moments yep. where it needs to be really funny. They lean into it where it needs to be really serious. They lean into it. And this didn't, and, and sometimes in the same scene, right. And, and that's where like, it really feels almost magical. And like, you're like, Oh, this movie is really good because they pulled off something. Yes. And I feel like in this, in those moments, the only time that ever works is with Holly Hunter and Ray Romano. Yes. The parts with Camille and, and Emily do not work in that way. They're not, f and with his family. I didn't think that moment with his family was very funny. Which uh, one? With the cards. With the oh, cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Again, it but was, it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't no, very it wasn't funny. It was kind of like, you're being an no. asshole. Yeah, like they're wrong, but you're also being an asshole. Mm -hmm. But they didn't play it up enough. Like when in in John Apatow production, and more specifically when he writes and directs, if someone's being an asshole and immature, like Seth Rogen, you know it. Yeah, like and and like think of Paul Rudd being a total like douchebag in This Is Forty, or like where was it? Yeah, that was him, right? But there are those moments, and like I feel like this was so like. It almost left it a little too much up to the viewer to be like, yeah, he's immature and an asshole and not there yet. But like, at the same time, you're like, you could have just, you could have thrown a little bit more in there to make me feel a little bit more or laugh a little more. No, I agree. I agree with that. And I think I would like to focus on what went well in this film because it, it is oh, at the end of the is. day, it is a good movie. And I yeah. think like folks should well, that's absolutely what I mean. see I, this movie. Yes, and I think it's fair that we nitpick a yep. little bit some of it. Yep. Because but part I don't want to say my frustration at it because I loved it. I enjoyed watching this. Yeah. I think if we're putting if we want to push it into this kind of rarefied air, that's all, what we just talked about is all the stuff you could have changed. Well, that's and it's this, hard with the Judd Apatow legacy yes. to not compare it. But this is a fun great like just sit down. Why? I wish more movies were being made like this because it is. It's it's just you can sit down, you can watch it. It's mm -hmm. enjoyable, really good performance. Not every movie has to be the greatest movie ever made, and we can pick on some of the things where we're clear. But the totality of this film is, it's just a great put. You know, get a drink, sit down on the couch on a Saturday night and watch it. You're going to be entertained completely by this. Yeah. yeah. And and it's still does wrestle with some heavy topics. And I, and I think it handles that well, you know, of 
culture, uh, cultural identity, a clash between cultures, parental expectations, discrimination. I mean, you you see much of those. You, know, you do walk through his shoes, you know, through the roughest spots with yeah. him. And I think that that is very worthwhile, right? Like, I, I think that that's done well. It is, as, as you're saying, finding that balance of bringing, maybe bringing the funny a little bit more, turning the funny up a little bit to balance those pieces out and then delving into the personal so that you get really invested with yeah. with those characters. Well, I mean, it's not, I, I, there was only one line and I will give him credit. I almost pissed myself when he did the 9-11 joke and he's like, we oh lost my 19 God, great was... men that day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, but, great. The, but, it, but that was funny. But it, this is, here's the funny thing. Camille Najani, I find to be very funny. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I, I thought he was, he was definitely funny in this, but it, it wasn't as funny as he's been in some other things. Yeah. And maybe that's because he had to more carry the film, but you know, I loved the Franklin and bash. That's the first time I remember him. And I don't know where, in his life that came into him getting this, he was hysterical on that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I knew him because he loved the X-Files and his love of the X-Files is <laughs> yeah. all over. Uh, the truth is movie. out there. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, which I, is amazing. I, yeah. And, and he's absolutely laugh out loud, hilarious in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. uh, if you ever get a chance to see that. It, yeah. It's, it's, oh, there, there are definitely, there are high points in this film I the, the scene with Holly Hunter and Ray Romano having a fight in the hospital, I think, was one of my favorite scenes yep. of the year. Um, oh, I forgot how how good they both are. They are they are both exceptional actors, and to watch them in a scene with each other was just magical. I mean, and I mean, they have a few really wonderful scenes with each other and with Camille, but. I, I thought the scenes of the two of them together hashing out their relationship, that parallel that's created. Yeah. Well, and to, and to, to compare his parents, right? Like you get, you get his parents relationship a little bit more subtly, but, it's, but it's there and you get his brother talking about his relationship with his wife. And so I thought that was really done well, you know, because he has such a clear, perspective on arranged marriage you know that you get to see two examples of it where you know it worked right like yeah. you have these two relationships that clearly are mutually respectful and loving yeah um, it's funny though i think in that in those arranged marriage situations though i think the big component is if you buy into it sure. right like so like sure. if that is part of your culture and it's one of the things that you are you hold dear and you respect then it's most likely going to work out mm -hmm. for you because you're going to you're sure. going to make it work out for you and, and we get to see that actually because you do have this scene where i think the viewers know you know the woman who would be his wife uh -huh. if if he subscribed to following the cultural tradition of having an arranged marriage marriage we meet this woman who is funny and like endearing and very relate like relatable like you can just see that they would yeah. they would click right and you get to have you i think you get a pretty good snapshot of her and of them together 
Um, and so you get to see that, that like there probably is this other world yeah. where, you know, he would have a Pakistani wife that his mother introduced him to and be happy, <laughs> you know, that it's, it's not a condemnation of arranged marriages and, you know, cultural traditions. Yeah. Well, you can actually, if you're so inclined, it's not Pakistani arranged marriages, but Netflix actually currently has a show called Indian Matchmaker, yeah. which is a reality show that highlights what arranged marriages are like. Alien watched it. All right. So there you go. You could watch that. Uh, all in all, this is, I mean, we've talked about, this is a fun movie. This is an enjoyable, the, like kind of almost a hidden gem. Yeah. Like if you have prime, easy to see, like you might yeah. not have heard this is about a movie it you before. Should watch. The Parker Posey energy that Holly Hunter is channeling in this movie, as far as like the wild card of this movie. Mm. Like I always say, I don't know why, but I've always had this idea that Parker Posey is the type of person that, you don't want to kind of like you would love to watch from afar, but you don't want to really be at the same party in the same room as that person because you don't really know what's going to happen. And Holly Hunter in this movie does have a little bit of this like wild streak in her that is awesome to watch. So was I not paying attention, which is always possible, or do we not ever hear Emily speak about her parents? No, well, remember he he. It was like uh, he, she was she says to him, you should come to my meet my yes. parents. They're coming into town. Yes. Yeah. And then there's a line of like, oh, you bailed on my parents when yes, yes, they yes. get into the fight. But you but think, nothing more than that prior to. This. I think I wanted something more there. I, I wanted an idea of who they were to her before they showed up, because I felt like the, it started blank slate where, you know, he's calling mom. And I'm like, I haven't, I don't, I have no idea. Like, does she have a good relationship with mom? Like where, where are they coming from? What's the, you know, I just felt like there was a lot of, but if you don't like, know that, how does that affect the movie? Well, because again, it's, it changes the way they enter into that scene, right? Where, I, so instead of having your viewer start from a completely blank place, you start from how does, how does she feel about them? How has she told uh, him no. to feel about them? Okay. I don't know. I Counterpoint, just think, yes. you're feeling the same way that he's feeling. Yeah, you're right. That Which he I has think no is idea. probably always going to be the way that like directors will operate. It's like you, they want the main, the main character's feelings to be imposed on the audience. Well, like we yeah. talked about with Midsummer, right? He was trying to project us into Danny's. Yeah. I want to split the difference on that point, though, because I do think a little bit of what both you were saying I think they went for the laugh when he calls her, you know, like that whole sequence. And that's of, the one you my don't. Thumb. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like, oh, this would be so awkward. But I think it would be more awkward or more something if we maybe did know, like, oh, he tells, um, you know, once they finally meet, Holly Hunter's like, she tells me everything. If yeah. he knew that the idea of calling that might've been more cringe or, and that's just my whole point. Like I love Ray Romano and Holly Hunter in this, and they could have been in even more. I just think if there had been a little bit more time to that Emily Camille relationship before, where we saw even more of that relationship into the parents that there could have been, I just think it could have delivered even more again, Loved it. Would watch it again. Aileen, loved yeah. it. we really enjoyed it. But I do think that's where this could have been like something like, oh, my God, 
everybody should watch this. Yeah. This is amazing. And there's just a few of those things like the, the goofy roommate, like, I'm sorry. You didn't need don't, him. don't, don't, don't didn't do a goofy roommate. If your name's not Richard Curtis, don't do the goofy weird <laughs> roommate because yeah. you're just not going to be able to pull it off. Well, and I felt like there were a few like loose threads that I thought were going to get tied together. That would make it really nice. You know, so the, when the parents want to move Emily from the hospital and Camille goes in and has the conversation with the nurse. The nurse basically says like, nope, this would be very dangerous to move her. You know, Holly Hunter has been accusing Ray Romano of not having a backbone. And we get that this is like a common criticism. And so we see the moment where Camille stands up for Emily and says like, no, like don't move her. And then it feels like it doesn't really go anywhere. It yeah. doesn't That's, matter because they it run the mover. It doesn't matter. They're moving she, her anyway. And then and she then gets too sick she move. doesn't get moved because she's too sick. But I expected there to be a moment with mom where mom was like, I see that you you really care for her. That you that you you will like defend my like I don't know. I just expected there to be something. That something. happens though. She just kisses his face. I, I I wanted there to be words. She, she just well, no, she says, says like, I hope I see you again. No, not really. That's not what happened. Oh, I thought that scene was pretty good, actually. Yes, in defense, I thought that I, just I thought there'd be that more. Was pretty well done. I, she, tells, I, she tells Emily that he's been here every day. Yes, yes, we see that. I don't know. I again, I feel like I don't want to feel overly critical of this mm-hmm. because I, I I left it last night being like, wow, this film like I really it was good. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like you don't have any expectation. Katie picked the movie. I was like, oh, I've heard good things about this, yeah. but this and it was just enjoyable. It's yeah. like it, I feel like nowadays it's it. You don't get a lot of these per se. Here's what you it know, is. It, it has an Oscar nom. And it's got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. And so those two things make me expect it to be well, that's top tier. That's a good, <laughs> that's like, but Rotten Tomatoes is like how many people who and, have watched it. No, 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 it's just, it's just, um, well, there's an audience score and there's a, yeah. What, what score are you? The talking? audience score is very high. Yeah, the so critic like, score is low. But it's but like, I do you like it or this, not? I would give this a high score. I mean, if it, that's it, if, if, I think it's if, just a like it or not on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it is. Might yeah. we'd oh, have really? to ask Tim? We'd have to ask Tim Parker. So He's it's like ninety-eight percent of people have liked Most, it. Yeah, almost everybody. But that's likes the thing. It. You know what? It's interesting because if you just asked me, like, if we weren't going to have a, a, a long-form discussion on it, I'd be like, absolutely, say it. No, you're absolutely right. Take. But it also part of this is is a balancing of expectations. Yep. This was not something I was like, I like him. Oh, there's some other people in it. You know, yep. let's see what it is. So I, I, as a result of that, really enjoyed it. If I had, I didn't even know they had an Oscar nom until after. And well, I was reading on it. So for, for, I, I wanted to ask you this, Brian. Do you know if the Oscar nomination for screenplay is that done based on a reading of the screenplay? Like, do the do the that the, is a great question, Jim. I I don't know the answer I think to that. That's I based don't, on fil- the I, film. I think it's viewing. the film. I think, I think it is everything's the film based itself. on the film viewing. I will. You know what? I will fact check that because that's a great question. I don't actually know. Yeah. It, I, to me, if it's best original screenplay, it should be off of a reading of it. But I can guarantee you, there's no way that the Academy is no, reading they're asking individual that based screenplays. on people watching the movies. Um, right, right. 
So I'll, I'll fact check that and find out. Well, uh, this there, is there was well, way ahead. too much that was derivative, specifically this the like cheap laughs in this yeah. that were this way too derivative and and romantic comedy. No, I, for me. I would have gone in on you know best supporting actress Holly Hunter. Yes, <laughs> yeah, better oh, than I thought her. Better I than what's her name in Marriage Laura Story Dern, by absolutely. far. Absolutely. I thought absolutely. Ray Romano was a best supporting actor. Amazing. Ray Romano, yeah. absolutely. But no, I don't um, know about the screenplay. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. It was I, good. I, it's a good movie. Go watch this movie. Uh, you know what it is? It I think it is a good. You know, so many of the laughs in this were like date movies, and he was showing like yeah. Horror. I think this is a. a it is good a good date, date movie. movie. Yeah, and let's not forget it's you know the how many times do you see. A Pakistani guy is the lead in a romantic comedy. Very so, important. And, yeah. Absolutely. He's, and he's awesome. Like yeah. he's very, again, the performances in this movie are great. Uh, so it's available obviously on Amazon prime to stream. All right. Time for game of the week. All right, this week's Game of the Week is a new game called ABC. Um, We're going to have two films in each group. There's an A group, a B group, and a C group. And each of the groups deal with a film about love and romance. Uh, Our group A group is Parents Just Don't Understand. (laughs) Our group B is Richard Curtis romances and our group C group is bad romance films. All right. You're going to have to pick one film from each category, ABC. All right, here we go. Let's start with a parents just don't understand. If you had to choose, would you choose the big sick or dirty dancing? Jim. Uh, as so, as far as the parents not understanding, I think I'm going to go with Big Sick. Because I think that... Well, you don't have to... That's just the label I gave it. Which movie would you prefer to watch? You don't have to base oh, it off parents mm, on understanding. I I thought Dirty Dancing was, was excellent on rewatch. So. Yeah. You know how I feel about Dirty Dancing. Yeah. I have to pick Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. I love that movie so much. This is a good movie. It's no dirty dancing. It's no, no. dirty dancing. If dirty Emil dancing. Ardolino was involved, <laughs> we might have something better. Listen, if that man was not dead, they could have put him on this picture. He would have tightened everything up. Mm-hmm. I like Patrick to believe Swayze. that he barely speaks English, that it's like mostly broken Italian like Bill Hader on Saturday Night Live. That's my, that's like my second fact check for next week. Did Emil Ardolino speak English? I wanted to be like, we're all in agreement. Uh, our group A choice would be Dirty Dancing. That's how he got such great performances is half the time he was like yelling at the caterer and Just the actress was like, like oh my god, he's still not happy. <laughs> smoking like a hundred cigarettes. Well, I, I, I imagine he's the director that Leonardo DiCaprio was going to make westerns for yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. once upon a time in Hollywood yes. in Italy. Uh, okay, our second group, group B, is Richard Curtis Romances. <sighs> This Would is, you rather watch Love Actually or About Time? Oh, I love them both. Yeah, this is really hard because I feel like I really love the movie Love Actually. 
and I really love. I, I feel like I've always loved Love, love Actually, and About Time has only been the past couple years that I was introduced to it. Yeah, and but I think over more watchings, About Time is a better movie. I agree. I agree. I think Love Actually, but for us Love at Actually this point is incredibly is watchable. Fun, yes. I mean, I I don't know if I will ever tire of watching that film. We watch it every year. That is our Christmas watch. Yeah. In about our time, though, is going to make you cry. I love in the about end. time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so what are we going I'm going to go with about time. Okay. Jim. I'll go with love, actually, just to bounce it out. But because you know what's funny? I think about time, the part that. I think the more father son thing there mm. than love actually. Mm -hmm. I do think the romance is is very good, mm -hmm. but I think the the relationship between the father and the son in about time sort of like eclipses the yeah. the the love story. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go with love actually. I watch it every year, but I loved mm -hmm. the first viewing I ever had of about time was because of you guys this mm -hmm. year. So I, I loved it, and congratulations to Rachel McAdams who was pregnant with her second child. Mm. Mm. Uh, and finally, bad romance. You're forced to watch one of the two following films. Dude. Would you rather watch Pretty Woman or I it was a typo in the document or a little film called The Notebook? Uh, oh, you changed it on. Uh, uh, wait, we say it again. Dirty Dancing or The Notebook? No, no, no. Pretty Woman or The Notebook? Uh, Which would you? Pretty Woman watch? or The Notebook? I'm watching Pretty Woman. Yeah, me too. The Notebook. The F Notebook it. hard. I am going to watch F the Notebook. The notebook. F I'm going to watch The Notebook. All right, so let's review. Uh, Jim, from Group A, you had D Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dancing. Mm -hmm. Group B, About Time. Love Actually. Oh, sorry. Love Actually and Pretty Woman. Uh, Katie, you went with... Dirty Dancing, About Time, and Pretty Woman. And I did Dirty Dancing, Love Actually, and The Notebook. All right. All right. There time for five questions. ABC. You want answers? You want answers? I want the truth! What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Watch. Why? Why? All right, here we go. Five question time. Katie is answering this week. Uh, first question, thumbs up or thumbs down. Katie, are you thumbs up or thumbs down on arranged marriages? I am thumbs down on them. Um, I am thumbs up, however, on the idea of matchmakers. I think that that's very helpful to have somebody in the community who knows who your eligible people are, some common interests, you know, helping you to find your folks. Mm -hmm. I think that is a very valuable role in a community. And when it's approached from that perspective of like, let me introduce you to some people. I think that's great. You know, it was like the, it was the Tinder of the past. Yeah. Right. I love it. Fantastic. Uh, just, just let, let me know and let Katie and Jim know. If you are a single commentor, mm. we will match you up with another single commentor and give you a movie to watch. You could oh, watch I the movie. That. You could watch the movie on a virtual date. Yeah, I love you it. Watch the movie, get get together. Together. I don't know if you all remember, but I loved playing matchmaker back in the day. I've, no, I think I've retired. You did? I've retired my you matchmaker. You didn't love duties. doing that, did you? I loved it. What is your percentage of success? Oh, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, I think the only like permanent couple 
divorced, so I'm batting zero. Literally zero. <laughs> zero point zero. Midge's mom would not be happy with you. No. No. Mrs. Okay. Measle. Oh, I love Mrs. Maisel. She's the best matchmaker. All right, here we go. Geopolitical question for you. <laughs> Katie, which stan has a larger population? Is it Afghanistan or Pakistan? I see your assumption that I would have no idea what the answer is to this question, and I respect it because you are correct. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Pakistan. Correct. Yes! Yeah, Afghanistan's while, mostly mountains that are While Afghanistan has a much larger land mass, oh. Pakistan has a much larger population. So well, thank you mm -hmm. for teaching me that, Brian. Wonderful. You learn something new every day. Yes, All right, here we go. Fill in the blank question. Katie, other than a little film called Lucky Numbers, uh, what is the worst movie you've ever been forced to watch on a date? Mm -hmm. and Before if it she wasn't answers Jim, that. You could tell us who the date was with. Mm -hmm. uh, she forced me to watch that movie. No, That's no, no. True. I'm not saying I'm just forced to watch. You were on That's a date true. and forced. I did. I did not blame you purposely there, Jim, um, because she yeah. was writing that up for the newspaper. I, so forced to watch is some tricky language there. But let's let's go with the worst movie I watched on a date um, that I maybe kind of enjoyed at the time and only realized was shit this year was scream ah, well, scream fair. scream was a date movie but i think when i was 18 i thought it was great i don't know that i ever went on any date movies to be honest really it was you a big thing in high school to, to like movie? go go to a movie with your yeah we, we with your person yeah i never really had a person we would just go as like groups well that's still like, a date if you're with well, the person that you're I, kissing. I was not with no. the person that I was kissing. okay yeah all right, well, great. Scream, Good. We go. Scream and Armageddon. Armageddon was better than Scream. I was Those were so, the high school date movies. I was so close to rigging the movie fan choice to pull out Lucky Numbers because it's actually on Amazon mm. Prime. I was just going to write Lucky Numbers on all the mm. things. And that might have been out. the end of our friendship, Brian. Yeah. Yep. So I decided against it. All right. Favorite <laughs> question. Katie, who's your favorite stand up comic? Mike Birbiglia. Ah! I love him. Mike Birbiglia, come on, our, come on our show. We love you. He we might, love he you. Might actually, do that. I would. Oh my gosh, that would be like we will watch the culmination. Any movie you I want. we will any shut movie. this show down. Yeah, Mike Birbiglia, if you come on this show, that'll be the end of Comatures. We will have achieved perfection. That's yeah. it. At least from yeah. my perspective. Okay. Uh, one of the aspects for our deep thoughts question that was a big part of this movie was, of course, the one man mm -hmm. show mm -hmm. that was being performed. Um, which comedy host should have their own off, 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 off Broadway production of a one person show? Uh, that's absolutely Brian Costello. I, I feel like I've seen bits and pieces of your one man show over the years. That sounded dirty, but I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> you have never seen my pocket trumpet. <laughs> no, I've only seen your Scooby Doo boxers. Um, I, you, I, your one man show would be phenomenal. I, you, uh, I, I'll be there. I'll be front row, Brian. <laughs> we'll talk who's, about the diorama. Who's better front uh, one person show? Um, Camille Lajani's or the guy from The Big Lebowski who had a finally got that his was space. a dance routine. Oh, I would go see that one first. <laughs> oh no, I like the the explanation of cricket. I will, I maybe maybe would understand the cricket. <laughs> oh God, it looks awful. <laughs> um. All right. 
So in our completely unscientific survey, yes, poll vote, uh, we put three films out there. A yachting adventure film? I can't. I don't know. Wind received no votes. None. Um, Garner didn't even chime in to vote for the movie. Didn't even chime in to vote for it. Um, Spaceballs got a a, a nice Mm -hmm. number of votes, but Mm -hmm. the most votes were clearly for Clue. So I'm so excited will... to rewatch Clue. Yeah, it's been. I a... haven't watched this in years. Twenty Couldn't tell plus you. years. I Couldn't think tell you the last I watched time this I a it. lot as a kid. I remember watching oh, this probably. with my parents. I feel a like lot. this movie was on a lot. Yep. Yeah. A absolutely. Lot. I have a feeling TNT. it's not appropriate either. Oh, uh, maybe not. I, oh, well, I maybe I wasn't as young as in my mind. Yeah. I'm thinking I yeah. was, but well, she was watching Silk Stalking. It was Tim Curry. We loved some Tim Curry. Let's do a quick year. I want a year and a rating on this film before we end this episode. Year. I'm um, so excited about as this. As we're looking it up, just remember to tune into our good friends, Tim oh, and wow. Keenan at Pop Adult, and uh, to like, share, subscribe, and review Commagers. All right, year and rating? 85. It 1985. Is, it's older than I thought. I would have thought 84, honestly. It's PG. So it's a PG. Yeah. Yeah. So I could have well, watched this remember, pretty Well, remember that young. was before PG-13 existed. All right. We'll I think, see. So. Well, I know there's some we'll sexiness. See. There's some sexiness. All right. We're, we're bringing it. Clue. Get out your board game pieces. Yay! Be excited. Also, uh, remember in two weeks, we'll be celebrating our second birthday on Comagers. That's wild. Two years of Comagers. Um, wild. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all I got. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, commenters. Bye.